This is the Animals Eye View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. Before we get started today, talking about time and the Schumann resonance and letting you all in on a little meditation secret that actually doesn't require you to have your butt in a chair for longer than five minutes. I wanted to let you all know that I did set the date for the online gallery events that you are likely going to be interested in. The first one is scheduled for May the 6th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That event is already up on my website under... If you go to the website and it will say right there on the first page, appointment scheduling and online events, and you just click on that and you get yourself to the May calendar and you'll see that it's there on May the 6th for $25, an hour long. I'm hoping that there will be up to 20 people there. Uh, We're going to be talking about animal communication. So this will be your opportunity to ask your friendly and maybe not in your neighborhood, i.e. meaning me, animal communicator, any and all sorts of questions that you may want to ask about your animal companion or maybe just animals in general, wild animals, who knows where we'll go together. But anyway, that's already scheduled and I'm planning on getting some webinars scheduled, maybe one even in the month of May. Those are a little bit different than the gallery session. The gallery sessions are just meant to be for fun. Uh, Educational, informational to be sure, but it's definitely more of a let's just try this on for size and see whether I might think that maybe a deeper dive with my animal companion is somehow warranted and maybe if you've never communicated with animals before this would I think perhaps prove to be enlightening for you so anyway go ahead and check that out I'm sure you've seen like I have recently there's been a lot of memes on Facebook and other social media of like what day is today and every day just ends in day and I don't really know the difference between Monday, Wednesday and Friday, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday anymore, etc, etc. And I think that the genesis for some of these posts have to do with the fact that a lot of people are working from home now and I think perhaps it has to do with time being something that humans use to keep ourselves corralled, I guess for lack of a better word, of, oh yeah, I've got that meeting at 10. So we know when 10, 10 is. And, oh yeah, everybody's leaving for lunch around 12, 12, 15. So, oh yeah, it's time for lunch, right? And so time being the thing that we kind of use, and probably more accurately, the clock and the 
delineation and the difference between uh, a second, a minute, an hour. Yes, I know that there are reasons based on astronomy and astrology and why we came up with those sorts of things in seconds in a day and minutes and how many months in a year, how many days in the week, all that sort of a thing. The interesting thing, that, though, is that time doesn't really exist in the world of animals. They don't, they don't really know what a Tuesday is. They don't necessarily know what a Thursday is. And I know that people say, well, but Lizanne, how can they know? How can, it seems like they know when, you know, dinner o'clock is or walk o' 30 is. And I would agree with you that that's true. My hunch, though, is, and probably what I, probably more than a hunch that I know to be true, is that they're kind of watching you for your clock. And so that when you look up and you go, oh, thought in head, yes, it's 5.30. Oh, gosh, um, it's an hour beyond dinner time. I would not be at all surprised if slightly before that and maybe actually at 4.30, if their dinner is supposed to come at 4.30, they're probably keeping track of other things rather than a clock. It could be something that it's internal to them. Perhaps there's an internal clock, for instance. Your stomach starts to growl and, gosh, you know, shouldn't I be eating right about now? And I do think that animals in domesticated situations are probably more used to being creatures of routine. I think that sometimes routine makes all animals, human and non-human, living in a herd together in a domestic situation. I think that that makes everybody feel kind of comfortable to have this routine of just like, well, you know, this always happens at, again, not necessarily time, but it, it always happens in this probably space, I guess, is probably lack of a better word. And maybe it has more to do with, oh, well, so I know that when the sun comes through the window or doesn't come through the window, then that's when, and again, I think there's probably more of an internal biological sort of a thing that goes on rather than the human thing of, oh, it's 1230, that means it's lunch. They're They're actually a lot more in tune with their physical forms than we are. They do feel exactly the same things that we feel, but but for instance, it's more that it's just information to them. They don't necessarily get the hangry thing <laughs> that sometimes humans have at, from time to time, speaking only for myself, that if my blood sugar gets a little bit low or my stomach starts to growl, then there's a physiological response that my body has to feed me, that kind of causes other kind of chemical reactions within the body. And that's when we start to get perhaps slightly irritated that we are not, the body is not being fed. The body sends out kind of alarm signals that in turn we have a response to those alarm signals. And so the story goes. And there's an interesting quote by Einstein, and to be very clear, and I'm sure you all have run into this before, that, you know, when we quote from people like Einstein, and I'll be quoting from Tesla here in just a second, the, you, you may very well get some people out there who would say, well, Einstein didn't really say this. And, and of course, you know, we can't necessarily just dial up Einstein and say, hey, bud, you know, 
Do you remember saying this at this point in time? Uh, there, I think though that there, if you look at certain quotes, this one particularly being about time, there will be enough individuals who will say, well, he actually didn't say this as it relates to physics or maybe his theories of relativity or energy, but he, he said this actually, these were taken from his private papers, etc. At any rate, the quote from Einstein is, and he actually, this had been attributed in a letter to his best friend's family, the best friend of his who had just died. The quote is, I never think of the future. It comes soon enough. The distinction between the past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. The only reason for time is it's so that everything doesn't happen at once. Put your hand on a hot stove for a minute and it seems like an hour. And I think that's a really interesting statement for him to make. And I think my sense of it is, yes, I can see where he wasn't necessarily talking about physics, that he was more talking about perhaps the human perception and the human perspective of time. And that kind of led me to a place where I think with animals, maybe one of the reasons why they're able to tap into their past lives, whether where how they're able to tap into their future lives, how they are able to tap into and be so firmly rooted in the moment in such a joyful and sometimes from a human perspective kind of abandoning self to the moment in a way that we go well you know kind of keep yourself together over there don't be chasing your tail don't be sitting there and licking wherever you think you can lick just because you can because it does the job for you there are things to be done and there are things that you have to be doing and I think with humans, it's the doingness that kind of gets us into trouble all of the time because we forget the beingness. We forget the, as Einstein would say, it's so more important to kind of be in the moment and to be kind of aware of and listening to what's in the moment. Which brings me into the very next quote that I would like to share with you. And kind of as it relates to the Schumann resonance, which is, I'll give you a heads up, is not one of the illusions here on the planet. Although it is interesting to note, when I went to NASA and the nasa.gov website, um, I think it's forward slash Schumann resonance, and I'll put all this on the podcast notes um, page in Buzzsprout that at one point in time NASA did in fact keep a record of the Schumann resonance because since like the 1960s and the Schumann resonance itself was known about in like in the late 1950s early 1950s but they didn't start tracking it until and name it the Schumann resonance until like the 1960s and so the page that I'll put there in the Buzzsprout notes it talks about um, the fact that this particular page, yes, this page is historically accurate and we don't track it anymore. And I noticed that the last time they updated the page was way back in 2013. So I'm not sure whether NASA has kind of decided that the Schumann resonance doesn't exist anymore, which from my own perception seems kind of silly <laughs> because it's like saying, I don't know, a spoon doesn't exist anymore. 
<laughs> simply because we're not going to update you about a spoon, then there aren't any spoons anymore. Then we're going to tell you that you can't, this is not, we're not going to track this anymore. And if you go to the NASA.gov actual page that's kept updated and you sh uh, search on Schumann resonance, that's not there either. At any rate, the bottom line, the Schumann resonance is the electromagnetic field. I like to think of it as, quite frankly, the bioelectric field, just like we've talked before in the past, how every sentient being on the planet has their own bioelectric field of energy that surrounds them. Someone who is interested more in the metaphysical side would call that an aura. A scientist would refer to it as a bioelectric field. But the Earth herself, what a surprise, also has her own kind of based on what is going on in the planet and kind of weather systems are thrown into that. Um, there are catastrophic events and probably seismic events that are kind of thrown into that. And I guess it's probably fair to say, depending upon your perspective, you might say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, the Earth. I guess I, I would invite you to look maybe a little bit more deeply into the Schumann resonance as it relates to you and how perhaps your physical form might be feeling these days in particular. And let me read to you just a little something about the Schumann resonance from Nikola Tesla, another one of my favorites. And again, full disclaimer and disclosure, this has been attributed to him, again, not exactly can't call up Tesla and say, dude, did you say this? So here's the quote. Alpha waves in the human brain, brain are between 6 and 8 hertz, H-E-R-T-Z. The wave frequency of the human cavity resonates between 6 and 8 hertz. All biological systems operate in the same frequency range. The human brain's alpha waves function in this range, and the electrical resonance of the earth is also between 6 and 8 hertz. Thus, our entire biological system, the brain and the earth itself, work on the same frequencies. Which is interesting when you think about it, right? And then couple that with the fact that the body is, according to most people, between 60 to 80% water. And we know water is an excellent conductor of both sound waves and other kind of waves. And so, yeah, you're on here on the planet, you're connected, gravity, you know, that old thing. And so it's not a stretch to think that you will be affected on a physiological level and then therefore on an emotional and mental level if the Schumann resonance itself happens to be fluctuating, which it has quite significantly since I guess I probably started becoming aware of the Schumann resonance and its fairly significant fluctuations um, and back in 2018. Because it's not uncommon these days and since 2018 that we are not staying between, well, to be accurate, the Earth herself is not staying between 6 and 8 hertz. The Earth herself is fluctuating way, way above, sometimes 7, 8, 10 times above that 6 and 8 hertz. And so if you take that just a step further and say, okay, well, so my body is normally fluctuating between 6 and 8 hertz, and something else that is resonating with me 
in the same dimension in which I happen to have physical form and all of a sudden that's kind of ramping up as well, how would that affect my physical form? And so I would invite you, and it's kind of an interesting thing, I'll put a link into a Facebook page, and I guess they have a website, but I'm more interested in the Facebook page, and quite frankly, I just look at what the Schumann Resonance is because I've liked the page. They kind of shoot out a daily kind of Schumann Resonance. And I can look at that, and I can then kind of understand a little bit better and be able to process perhaps my way out of oh yeah that that little bit of kind of whoop-de-woo wave of energy that I felt come through earlier because of course and I think it's true kind of regardless of whether you're an empath or not I do think that the physical body is getting kind of tuned up we're kind of getting an upgrade, um, a leveling up on a fairly significant level. And again, I, I think it's also important to stay fairly grounded about these sorts of things. If this doesn't resonate with you, then this doesn't resonate with you, no pun intended. Perhaps this might be something that you would read a little bit more about and there might be an, oh, aha, kind of a thing that happens for you. And if so, then I'm really, I'm really happy for you because I think any kind of little points of contact and connection we can hold for ourselves, especially, especially right now with all the kinds of energy shifts on such a grand scale that are going on particularly for our species and again I'm a firm believer that I don't I don't think this is any coincidence because out of all the species on the planet it is simply and at this point in time our species who's basically been told all y'all have to bring it up a notch and not just a notch we're talking about six to the seventh power notch perhaps at least that's my interpretation of what's going on. And to be clear, there are things that are appearing to be dismantled. I also don't think that's of a coincidence. And as I've said before, I think the more neutral you can be about these things rather than step into a place of fear, the easier your transformation on an energetic level will be because of it. Because you're not here by mistake. You're not here by happenstance. That's very clear. And so the last of the three that I will offer to you is the gift of meditation. And not only meditation, but I also think shamanic journeying, if you would like to step into that place as well. And probably the most common complaint I get about meditation itself is, ugh, and I can never quiet my my mind, my thoughts long enough to get into a meditative state. And I want to validate for you if that happens to be you. And I'm going to give you a little exercise to try that is only going to take five minutes a day. And actually no more than five minutes because this is about training you the being inside of this physical body to notice when thoughts and emotions are coming in 
and then to step in front of those thoughts and emotions and then to a certain extent hold them off to the side which results in you being able to kind of hold space for yourself and then create a little oasis that you can kind of step into at any point in time when you happen to feel you're needing it and certainly for the purposes of meditation and so the exercise is get yourself a candle light that candle create a space and time that you can do this and if you want to do it in a quiet place you can go ahead and do it in a quiet place I think that's probably a little bit easier to start out with if you can carve that time for yourself even if it happens to be in probably what might be a very busy household of yours uh, get yourself into the bathroom light that candle and just sit there and you're gonna set a timer for five minutes oh and you're gonna bring a piece of paper and pencil in with you or some way to keep track of little tick marks of every single time that you have a thought or an emotion that comes in and this is going to happen you're keeping track of this while you're staring at that candle so you light the candle pencil and pen at the ready along with a piece of paper hit that timer on probably more accurately your phone if that's what you're going to be using and I want you to focus on this candle flame and the trick with a candle flame and the reason why this is such a brilliant exercise is that the candle flame is going to be moving all of the time this is a little bit different than picking a stationary object where your eyes start to go out of focus and you just kind of focus on that object and you find yourself kind of lulled into it this is active focus and concentration on that candle flame and so when a thought comes in left or right of okay yeah candle flame okay I wonder how long this is gonna last that would also be a thought that you would put a little tick mark down because that it's disrupted your focus from the candle flame okay how much time this is gonna take oh yeah mm -hmm, thought okay oh yeah oh I heard I just heard the kids come in oh there's my phone oh yeah oh that email yeah okay oh yeah dinner oh dang I forgot to take something out of the freezer for dinner well I guess we can order pizza again I would probably put five to seven tick marks <laughs> for that little uh, burst of thought that you just had there and probably that little emotion of disappointment in yourself kind of come in that would probably be five or seven that I would put down kind of in a row if I were being really strict about it the goal being is that you will get to a point where you can be sitting there you will feel the thought kind of come in at the same time you are able to hold focus on that candle flame you will kind of see or sense that thought over to one side or the other and you will be able to keep that thought out there it's like you're creating a little buffer zone if you will of both thought and emotion that keeps from coming in and intruding and breaking your concentration and your focus on the candle flame itself really I think maybe five to seven days of this you're gonna you're gonna notice a remarkable remarkable ability at being able to tune out everything except which is kind of necessary to step into the space of meditation and from there if you wanted to use a candle flame as say a focus 
while you kind of invite your guides into this sacred space that you've carved out for yourself, that would be kind of like meditation 2.5. And we could certainly go over that in a future podcast. But stick stick with the candle flame exercise and see see how far you can get. Because creating an internal oasis for yourself, that's a life skill. It's not just necessarily a luxury at this point in time. The more you can connect internally, the easier your connections externally will become. Because that's how this works on this planet. Nothing is separate from the other, which of course animals know full well. They're just they're just waiting for the rest of us to catch up with them. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animals Eye View Podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.